4.13. Look at your neighbor and say, how many chapters do we have in the book of Philippians? Tell him, ask him or her, give me a verse from the book of Philippians chapter 2. Did he or she give you anything? Okay, you give the person. Philippians 4.13 and the word of God says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. By the grace of God, I'll be speaking on why people live limited lives. Why people live limited lives. Remember that this is a month of breaking limits. You cannot break the limit of what you don't know exists. For you to break limits, you must know the source. Doctors cannot treat a condition the source of which they don't know so that they can address the root. If we are going to break limits, we must know the source of it. And so when we know the source, we know how to lay the axe to the root of the source so that our treatment of the condition will not be palliative, but it will be generally effective and will get to the root of the issue. Why people live limited lives. Can you close your eyes and say this with me? Am I living a limited life? Say that again. Am I living a limited life? I want you to say this again to God and to yourself. Have I been living a limited life? All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word given light and given understanding to the simple. Help us as we come to this part of the service not to do violence to your word. But help us so that by the anointing we rightly divide the word of truth and we'll be able to feed your people according to the way you intend them to be fed. Your, your word says, I open my mouth and I pant, for I long for thy commandments. Jeremiah said, Your words were found, Jeremiah 15 16, and I ate them, and your words were a joy, and the rejoicing of my heart, for I'm called by your name. And Job said, I have esteemed the word of his mouth. More unto me than my necessary food. As we open our mouth and pant after your word, satisfy our mouth with good things, and help to renew our youth as the eagles. Thank you, Father, for what has been done and for what will be done in the next hour. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Why people live limited lives. One of the responsibilities that we all have towards ourselves. This is not the responsibility you have towards other people. It's the responsibility of making life transforming choices. It is a responsibility and a duty and an obligation you owe yourself to make choices that will transform your life. Whether you know it or not, the choices we make in life have great repercussions for the kind of life you live. Today, the kind of life I'm living is a product of the choices I made yesterday. 
And the kind of life you are going to be living in the next phase of your life will be determined by the choices that you are making right now. And that is why we should not be flippant. That was why in making choices, and that was why we should not be in a hurry. And that is why we should be careful. That is why we should concentrate when it comes to making choices because they have a way of impacting upon our lives. They can transform your life for the better and they can transform your life for the worse. And so your choices are not expected to be made offhand or what I call unadvisedly. You have that duty, you owe it to yourself. It's a duty you owe. You should not allow other people to make choices for you at this stage of your life. When you gave your life to Christ, you made a choice. And that choice today is affecting many things you do, many places you go, and many of the experiences you have. When a man opens his heart to Christ and says, come into my life, you made a choice. And the Bible says, wherefore, if any man be in Christ, the new creature, all things pass. Transformation. And when you also make a choice not to give your life to Christ, the word of God tells us evil men will wax worse and worse. When Saul made a choice to disobey God, the Bible said in 2 Samuel 3, 1, and there was a long war between the house of David and the house of Saul. And the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker, but the house of David grew stronger and stronger. Both of them made choices. And it had repercussions for the kind of life we are living. So you and I need to make decisions. Yes, but we need to be sure they are accurate decisions. They are decisions that are scripturally accurate. There are, script, there, there are decisions that befit quite a number of things in your life. Some people are in the same place and it's like the devil has had them done in not because the devil has actually done anything to them, but because they have never been able to make the right choices. Today they want to travel abroad. Tomorrow they want to go to school. The next day they want to do businesses. And these are things that cannot work together. These are things that cannot be done by the same person at the same time. Many of us have our lives modeled up and we have many sticks in the fire more than we have ability to handle. And these are because we have never been trained in making choices. There is a book that I'm writing now that is going to be out by September. Decision Making Made Easy. I want to be able to help you in that book to be able to make right choices and make the proper choices in every area of your life. At the shortest time. Because most of the time, early in life, our choices were made for us by our parents. It was your parent who decided the school you were going to go. It was your parent who decided the town you were going to send you to. But now you are your own man. You are on your own woman. You chose University of Illinois instead of Akoba Akoko. Comprehensive high grammar school in the name of a university. You are the one who made the choice. You chose the subject. You chose the subject. You chose the department. You did all of this. And so, to a great extent, you are responsible, as it were, for making life-transforming choices. You may live tomorrow to regret it. You made the choice to work in the civil service instead of the private sector. 
You made a choice to work for people instead of working for yourself. You made that choice. If you are broke, you are the greatest culprit. I made the choice after 13 years of working to resign because I had it as part of my plan that I was never going to work for a secular organization for more than 15 years. So whether I was going to ministry or not, by the time I served for 15 years, I believe it's an insult on your purpose if you have to wait to be retired from your place of work. It, that's not a choice. That's a decision they make for you. You must have an exit strategy. Everything you do, you must have an exit strategy. Without an exit strategy, there's no next level. There's no next level. And that's the problem. People are stuck. Because when they start a work, they are just there. It's like they garage themselves like that and live a mediocre life and continue there. And the repercussion of such decisions, the ramification of such decisions, go further and affect many more people than you. Your children are having to beg for school fees because of the choice you made to marry who you marry. Because of your choice to do the kind of business you do. It's having repercussions beyond yourself. And these are issues that must be considered. You can blame everybody you like, but even when people have helped you to be able to make up your mind, it was still your mind made up. That was your personal clearing house. So one thing you have to realize is that there is something called destiny. We need to be conscious about our destiny. Listen to this. Our destiny can be defined as that predetermined course of events that is to happen or has already happened to a person or thing. Now let me tell you this. The way some people look at destiny is what is in the future. But no, that's not what destiny is. Destiny has got to do with what is in the past, what it is now, and what's in the future. I was thinking about my life yesterday and I was discovering that though I was not a Christian when I went to the university. But it was part of God's destiny to train me in sociology because he had already formed me from the very beginning. You see, the moment a child is formed in the mind of God, his destiny is before God. His destiny is predetermined. I was looking at the word destiny. It says, the word destiny means what is firm and what has been established. Certain things is firm about you. Certain things have been established about you. The invisible hand of God is there to help us and guide us to our destiny. But it has to be with our cooperation. It has to be with our cooperation. I was thinking over my life. The schools I went to, the people I met, and the things I did. And I will see some things that were not part of God's plan because God said, this was not part of my plan. My plan was different, but you wouldn't cooperate with me. But this was part of my plan. And you cooperate with me, with me even without even being a Christian. So there is something called destiny. It simply means not just our future, but our past and our present. Our, the sum total of our past, present, and future is our destiny. 
One definition defines our destiny as the things or events that will necessarily happen to repression, to repression. The, 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 uh, the things or events that will necessarily happen to a particular person. Our destiny is usually by God as our creator. There is nothing God created that he does not have a destiny for. When he created Apostle Paul, he had a destiny for Apostle Paul. When he created Jeremiah, Jeremiah 145, he said, before I formed you, I knew you. Before I brought you forth, I ordained you. That's what destiny speaks about. He wasn't even knowing God. At that point, he was just a toddler. At that point, probably his families were family of idol worshippers. But God had a destiny in view for him. And so, it's very important. And let me say this, and God said this to me yesterday. God's greatest call on us is to fulfill our destiny. God's greatest call on us is to fulfill our destiny. And then let me say this to you. Not just to do anything. Not just to be anywhere. Not just to be any person. Fulfill your destiny. And let me say a second thing here. Our uppermost desire must be the desire to fulfill our destiny. God's greatest call is our destiny. And our uppermost desire. Our uppermost desire. I don't have desire for any other thing in my life. I don't have desire to be known. I don't have desire to build a house. I don't have the desire to be rich. I don't have the desire to be anything. My desire is just to fulfill my destiny. Fulfilling your destiny is always going to be rewarded. And not fulfilling your destiny is always going to bring pain and hurts. If your destiny was never to marry someone, of course, and you marry the person, it will bring pain and hurt. If your destiny is to marry someone that has issues and challenges, of course, God will still make it work. Because his hand is there, our destinies are firm, and there are things that have been established concerning us. The destiny of Jesus Christ was firm even before he came to the world. It was predetermined. It was something that had been settled. So my destiny is what should be my greatest desire. And the call of God to us is to fulfill our destiny. That does not necessarily mean that you have to be in the ministry. That does not mean anything. It simply means your destiny is the place where God is taking you to. Now, let me say this. There are six things that describe our destiny. Number one, there is a particular kind of person God destined you to be. Now, have you discovered that person God wanted you to be? Number one, there is a particular kind of person God wanted you to be. If there's a difference between that person God wanted you to be and the person you are or becoming, then you've missed your destiny. Life is difficult for anybody who misses destiny. Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding bringeth favor. The way of the transgressor is heard. 
If you give a bricklayer or a machine or an engineer a drawing, I say, well, this is the drawing. If he goes ahead and builds something different, of course, it's going to be a personal cost to get it repaired. It's going to be a personal cost. The destiny of God for the children of Israel was to leave Egypt one day and 14 days later to be in the promised land. But they didn't cooperate. So the journey of 14 years, uh, 14 days, took 40 years. Whose fault? Them. Them. Not God. God does not have a long route to where we are going. God's first choice is to do a quick walk. Romans 9.28. God's first choice is to do a quick walk. So there is the first thing that measures your destiny is that there is a person God wants me to be. Am I becoming that person? Or am I moving and drifting away from that person? Number two, these are the things that describe your destiny. There is a life God wants you to live. Jesus Christ came here to live a particular kind of life. That is why Revelation 13 verse 8 says, He was slain from the very foundation of the world. His destiny had to do with him dying on the cross. Not him being shot by robbers, not him jumping down from the top of the mountain and breaking his head like Judas. No. There is a life. Now, let me ask you the question Are you living that life? In what way is the life you are living now moving towards the kind of life God destined you to live? When God wanted to live a life of inspiration and challenge, a life of example, but he said you are a burden and a problem to people to the point that instead of being a helper of destiny, you are the one that is needing to be helped. There is a person God wants to be, there is a life God wants to live. Number three, in your destiny is also included, there are certain things God wants you to do. When he was making you, he already gifted you for those things. God was telling me yesterday. He said, when I was making you and I was giving you all the gifts, your intelligence, your sensitivity. He said, I was doing it because of what you were going to do. I created you for myself to do what I plan to be done. What are you created for? Some people are just created to make money for the kingdom. Some people are created to inspire and challenge others. Some people are created to train, to motivate, to help, to assist. And that's why he made there is something God wanted to do. Have you discovered it? I'm not saying you are going to have to start a ministry, start a church, leave school, and mess things up. There was a young boy some time ago in this city against my advice. Against my advice. He left, he left school. I told him, I said, listen to me. I don't know much about your destiny, but I said, you're not supposed to, to preach the gospel. But he, want, he pressed me. He liked that title, man of God. Even when he was in the school, he was called pastor. And I always call him, you are not. You are not. It was like a man who wanted to be known as an apostle, prophet, and evangelist. So he went and bought a vest. And he wrote apostle with a capital A. Prophet with a capital P. 
an evangelist with a capital E. So when you see him from far, it is A-P-E you are going to see. What does that mean? Ape. When you are trying to do what you are not supposed to do, you are an ape. So, you see, some people are not caught out for certain things. It's like somebody was commenting about the coup in Turkey. The, 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 the way the military is structured, the military is not structured to govern. The military is structured to protect the interior ter- ter- territorial integrity of their country. That is how they are structured. And so when ministry gets into politics, it destroys a lot of things about their expert decor. It affects and influences them. And negative is usually the effect. I was so happy recently when the uh, person, the Mohammed Burari was saying that. He said the, the military people are not supposed to be in government. He is now realizing that after leading a coup. But the point is, that is it. You can never succeed in something God has never called you. The boy is still trying to do ministry till now. This is almost 15 years after. He's still there doing nothing. The last time I saw him was greeting me, was coming daddy. I said, mm, I'm not your daddy. Mm, I'm not your daddy. Don't call me that. I gave you all the advice. I felt that I knew what you were meant for. But look at what you've turned your life to. There was a man who used to sing in this town. All of a sudden, he came to me one day because, you see, when he was holding program, people were filling the place. He came and told me one day, he said, he's inspired to start a church and was going to leave town to some place to start the church. When he got there, he did praise worship. People came, the whole place was filled. Today, he's coming with 35 people. He has grown so old and yet nothing has happened. You can never succeed at what God did not make you for. Before I formed you, I knew you before I brought you forth. I ordained. Actually, the word ordained means design. This microphone is designed for something. It's not designed to mix amala. It's not designed as a spoon to scoop soup. It's not. So if you want to use it for that purpose, that's an abuse. There is a person God wants to be. There is a life God wants you to live. There are things God wants you to do. Those are the things that talk about your destiny. Number four, there is a place God wants you to get to in life. Some of you will never get to America. Even if you get this and go, they will deport you from the airport. You see, when you hear that, you say, ah, ah. <laughs> I was talking to a man of God recently. He said, I have never desired to go to the U.S. Never. He said, I'm not meant to be there. It's not my constituency. He said, there's no burden in my heart to go there. He goes to cities and villages in Ocean State. And it's fulfilled. He feels fine. He has a missionary body. And he's doing very well. He has a business and he's, and he's doing very well. There is a place, destiny, destination. There is a place God wanted to go. There is a thing God wants to do. There are things God wants you to do. There is a person, there is a life God wants you to live. Number five. Is it number five now? There is a person, and there is, there is, there is a purpose God wants you to fulfill. 
There is a life God wants to live. There are things God wants to do. There is a purpose God wants you to fulfill. Your purpose is not my purpose. You have a purpose. Now let me tell you, the word purpose simply means what is in the mind of the person who made you. Your purpose is the contribution you are expected to make to a place. There is a purpose I'm serving in the learning. There is a purpose you are serving in this church. You are not an arithmetic figure. You are not here to complete the number. You are not a spectator. You are a part taker. When they say somebody is a part taker, you know what it means? It means there is a part that you need to take. A part that is committed unto you. There is a part. Have you realized the part you need to take? And then number six, there are certain things God wanted to have. You won't have everything. A desire to have everything is called greed. A desire to have everything God wanted to have is called contentment. Godliness with contentment. One of the reasons why many people go into debt is that you are not satisfied with such things as you have. You won't have everything. You won't have everything. Stop whatever forces you or makes you to want to have everything. Learn to be able to say, okay, I, I won't have everything. It's not everybody who's got everything. Some women want to have money, want to have a good husband, want to have children, want to have this saving, want to... Listen, listen to me. I'm not saying that the good things of life are not relevant to us, but everything as it were, potentially are yours, but experientially, some things are bad for you. Some things are bad. Some exposures are bad. There are certain things that are not good for us. You see, many, many times we want to have things, you don't even know whether it's good for you or not. You don't know whether it's good for you. There are certain things that would destroy your marriage if you go ahead and have it. There are certain things that would destroy your health if you continue trying to have them. So there is a life, there is a person, there is a place, and there are certain things God wants you to have. All these six things must be the motivation of your life. Your desire must just be, I want to live the life. I want to be the person. I want to do. I want to have. I want to get to the place. And upon everything, I want to fulfill my purpose in Christ. What was it that God had in mind when he saved me? Before I formed you, God told the man of God, I knew you. And before I brought you forth, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. There is a plan for your life. The architect that, distra- that draws, draws a hotel, draws a museum, draws a, 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 a gym. There is a purpose for the design. The design of your life does not fit any purpose. So your highest desire must be, I want to be everything God wants me to be. Now, let's go on here. An important thing that we need to be cautious about is that our destiny is a progressive destiny. 
It is something you are getting into or required to get into. It's a progressive. My destiny is, let's say, the end of this building, but it's progressive. I didn't start at the end. I started somewhere else. My destiny is a progressive destiny. It is something I get into. You won't get there one minute earlier than you ought to get there. No matter what you do, no matter what, what wicked devices you bring to pass, it will not happen just because you want it to happen. There's destiny. Destiny means that which is firm and established concerning us. I like something Jesus said. He said the things written concerning me have an end. He said it's got an end. There is a way. He knew it from the beginning. Everything that is written concerning me has got an end. There is a path that is there and he cooperate with, with God all through. So our destiny is a progressive destiny where God has designed for us to get to and prepared for us. We won't enter into one day, it's progressive. However, because it's progressive, there are certain forces that usually arise to hinder the flow of the desired progress in our lives along the way to destiny. Along the way to destiny, because it is progressive, there are certain powers, certain spirits, certain forces that arise to hinder the flow of the desired progress in our lives along the way of destiny. One of the forces that work against us is the spirit, the power, and the force of limitation. In limitation, it's a battle over your destiny. In anything working against you, in anything trying to slow you down, hinder you, in anything that you are going through, one of the things that is trying to interfere is limitation. What does it mean to be limited? It means to be restricted. It means to be restrained. It means to be held back on your way to destiny. Jesus, the children of Israel had a promised land, but there was a force called the false power of limitation. It put a barrier in front of them. It put an obstacle in front of them. The speed at which they were traveling towards destiny was so fast. And so there's this force that says, no, I'm not going to allow you. There is a contention. It's all about a battle of your future. I am not where I am today without a fight. You are going to have to fight the good fight of faith. That's why we teach you all these things because there is a fight. I told a young man, a, a woman in this church, today she's ruined. I said, listen to me. You have the call of God. You have the unction of God. I say, but there is a battle over your destiny and it's going to come to you maritally. I say, if you marry wrong, half of your life is gone. I found another man. You So it's important for you to understand that. 
that's why when you are make, going to make a decision and a choice, you can't be foolish. You can't be. You can't be a fool. God does not want you to have a destiny that will not make you happy, that will not make you feel fulfilled. He will choose our inheritance for us. Psalm 47 verse 4. The excellence of Jacob will be loved. Many people are living today with regrets. Why? They never realize. There is a place God is taking you to. There is a thing God wants you to have. There is a place God wants you to be. There are things God wants you to do. They never thought about that. Oh, I'm young. Suddenly you have grown old. Oh, buddy. I knew Minister Fisar when he was a 22-year-old boy. A few days ago, he celebrated his 30th birthday. I'm sorry for telling you his age. But my sins, there are many people. And I just said to myself, when he told me, I said, you 30? Ah. If you think you are young, suddenly you discover. How many of you grew old suddenly? What do you you are there. Ah! Then you begin to rush. Can you say, sister was telling me recently, I'm 37. Destiny. Look at your neighbor and tell her in Yoruba, one of the forces that work against destiny is the power, the force of limitation. The power of limitation is one of the greatest enemy of a person's destiny. The force and power is one of the greatest forces of a person's destiny. If there's anything that is working against your destiny, power of limitation. Some of you for two years, you have done nothing with your life. Whose time do you think is being wasted? Your time. Go back to school. Go and do this. Go and la- You refuse. You think you're going to be young forever? It doesn't work that way. The power of limitation is one of the greatest enemies of a person's destiny. It delays people from getting to their ordained expected place. Listen to this. Limitation is a destiny destroyer. Hear me properly. Limitation is a destiny destroyer. Haste is also a destiny destroyer. So you need to balance both. Let me say a few things about limitation. Limitation is a silent evil worker. It works evil. Limitation wages war against advancement. Limitation has demotion powers. It demotes you when you are limited. It devalues you. Your value drops. 
A sister came to me some years ago in this church. She said, sir, I have noticed something in the last three years. He said, before the last three years, the brother that speak to me, are you any single brothers? He said, but now, no single brother approaches me anymore. I said, who are the people that approach me? You now. He said, married people, widowers, divorcee. I said, your value have dropped. But tons of what tons are gone. Tons of what tons are gone. Sorry, good night. Oh, yeah, let it go. 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 And the things that are sold there, especially Oh, yeah, let it go. And I'm trying to walk back throughout the day. What is all this? What is this? This limitation has emotional powers. It brings retrogression. Limitation hinders fruitfulness. Let me tell you the story of one of our pastors in this ministry. He got married to his wife, beautiful wife. And after they got married, they had a child in Nigeria. And the pastor says, I want to go to America. And the wife says, okay, please quickly go so that you quickly tell me to come. Now, when the pastor got there, got married... The pastor, you know, before you can regularize, especially when you don't come into a country in the proper way, by the time the papers were ready, he sent the paper to the woman, the woman got back to America, the woman had reached menopause. They married when they were young. Limitation. You see that? And retrogression. That is why we are speaking on this matter. Because we need to break the power. We need to deal with it. Limitation sponsors failure. It makes things to fail. Limitation has frustrating powers. Limitation inserts sorrow and discourages hope. I'm going to say a few things about limitation in the next few minutes. But how can I know that I'm being limited? Am I being limited? Let me give you about 12 things that will let you know. You are limited if certain things are undermining your potential and not allowing your full expression. If certain things or certain people are undermining your potential and not align your full expression. You have been limited if you feel that certain things are making your life difficult. In the way of righteousness is life. Proverbs 12, 28. In his pathway, there is no death at all. When the children of Israel quickly passed over, I like that theme, Ten Commandments. I remember the Ten Commandments theme when the children of Israel passed over. None of their chariots broke down. They just passed over easily. And then when the children of Egypt entered, their chariots started breaking down. The wheels started coming off. The animals started running backward instead of forward. Limitations 
make things difficult. When things that are easy become difficult, that is limitation. Everything that you are having to do is difficult. Is that, you see, listen to me. The reason why it's difficult is that there's no divine assistance. Because John 15, 5 said, without me, you can do nothing. You see, whenever anything I'm called to do or that I know I should do, it's unnecessarily difficult. I said, no. This is the force of limitation. This thing is trying to truncate or abort my journey along the path of destiny. You're trying to build a house. You're trying to buy land. You're trying to, to go back to school. And everything that's difficult. One of our brothers here, we, we had to agree with him so many years. He sought for admission only God knows how many years. Along the line, one year they gave me admission. When he got there, they said it's a mistake. They collected the admission letter. Now, such things are not common. Those, those, those are not ordinary things. There are not things to smile about. When everything you do is like tough. Have you ever seen somebody who does not have to go to Jakarta? Kilonje. Kilonje. Everything is difficult. You have been limited. If there are things that are hindering you from reaching your maximum potential. How many of you have tried to drive a car and you press the turtle down? What about that? And it is making dongo 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 Something is limiting nothing. Fuel filter, plug. I used, I, I look, I paid my dues. Use cars, even without battery. When I used to go and preach in this town, <laughs> I would park my vehicle very far on the closest hill to the place where I'm going. And after the service, I'll tell the pastor, don't worry, say, Jackie is here. Don't worry, I'm low maintenance. Don't worry, Jackie, when I bought my first Mercedes Benz, even if he does not want to go, I say, come on, come on, young man, come on. I won't go, I won't go. I was she. Some people want to visit us. I know, I don't receive visitors at all. My father used to tell me this. He said, when my father built his own house, he said he went to a friend's house and the friend was saying, Emma, but it's okay, Emma, it's okay, because it's a second flat. It's, a, it's, a, it's like an uprise or duplex. Emma, but it's okay, Emma, okay, Emma, okay, Emma, but it's okay. So my father said, because he does not have okay, he made the ground very good. So when the person said, Emma, wole, Emma, wole, Emma, <laughs> Emma, wole. Can you imagine that? Say, Emma, wole. You have been limited if anything, if anything or anyone is hindering you to reach your full potential. Reaching your full potential. You have been limited if you are being caged. You are in the choir, you have a good voice, but you are caged. Say, no, 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 no. You are being caged. They never ask you to lead praise and worship. The person is insecure. He's catching you. I remember one of our pastors who left this ministry. He said he went to a particular ministry one day. He, became, he was employed in that ministry. And whenever he's called to preach or, you know, uh, 
uh, take offering. He said he will quote like 10 scriptures. He said, the bishop, I said, wow, 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 Allah, we. But boy, he don't quote yet. Go here, one chance for your car. He don't, now that is caging. The man said, move a scatter. But what's scatter by you? I go to ministries, and when I go to the ministry, some ministries don't want to say some things. Somebody was saying this to me recently. Ministry that I, you know, the person sees me and says, ah, we love your ministry, we'll do this, but he has never invited me. So I say, investigate. He said the reason why they have never invited to preach is that your presence will, will expose their ignorance. He said, Papa, I want to come and want to talk with him about Kabayabu, a room of body, about church here. I want to talk with him about so then can they take a teaspoon, take a teaspoon, and a bubble. Then you know, God knows why. Prosperity does not mean money. Ah! But touch it, yeah? Oh, let me lay your love. Then you begin to give the Greek, you begin to give the Hebrew. He said, the man is frightened. He said, he told me, I'm invited by the Ah, Kai. So the Baba, yeah. He said, I thought when he watched the television program, See, you see, what I'm saying is the truth, but the time is coming when they cannot endure sound doctrines. You're talking the truth is a threat to the empire they have built on lies, on half truths. Is somebody caging you? Is your potential being caged? Everything you can't, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't talk, you can't stand, you can't sing, you can't. Ah! You have been limited if you have been caged. You have been limited if you know you have capacity for much more. That you are seeing. You know you can do much more than this. If only you have the right resources. If I have the right software, I can do more than this. If I have the right time, I can do more than this. If I have the right support, you show that. You see, you have been, you have been limited. When you know what you are capable of, but what you are seeing yourself do is not, does not justify it. One pastor told me, he said, my pastor will never allow me to preach, but he will give me to pray at minister's meeting. He said, in the prayer, I preach. He said, he will never give my to preach on Sunday. He said, but prayer. He said, even closing prayer in the church, he won't give me. Now, when you know you have capacity for something, you have been limited. If you feel inferior or insufficient for what you know you are called to do. You are called to do something, but you feel inferior. You feel insufficient. It means something is limiting you. You are being limited. If there are obstacles and obstructions in your doing of anything, you have every time you have to fight with the beast of Ephesus. Every time you have to fight with maintenance officer. Every time now something is happening. Every time you have to go to church, you have to fight with your wife. So that you will not talk two days before. So that when you want to go, you're... now something is wrong there. You are being limited if certain things are keeping you down. 
or suppressing you. Certain things, rules, regulations are keeping you down. They are suppressing you. Some rules at times are made for just one person. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Because they know who you are. They say, in this ministry, we will not allow crusade. It is not a general rule for everybody. They know why they are making it. There used to be an old man in this ministry. He was the principal in charge of Bible school. He told me one thing one day. He said, He said, It's the children, it's the student that will teach us the new rules to make. There are certain pastors when they preach in a particular church service, it's because of one person. <laughs> one pastor told me one day. He said, He prepared this person because of this one person. And he preached it seriously. I said, you had an anointing? He said, you have seen me generated. He says, because of that man. You have been limited if you are experiencing failure at the edge of success. When you are close to it, you can feel it, you can touch it, you can taste it. But failure is what happens. You have been limited. You have been limited if you are kept at a particular radius or tied down to where you do not belong. You're only oppressing in one radius. Or you are tied down. Every attempt to break out of the mold, to cross boundaries, to explore, to reach out, you are still in that radius. Kept between those boundaries. You're experiencing limitation if you arrange something and it's scatter. You arrange it, it's scatter. You arrange wedding, it's scatter. You arrange introduction, it's scatter. You arrange an event, it's scatter. That is, those are expressions of limitation power. On the way to destiny, it's a progressive way. It's a progressive way. Everything just scatter. When you finish arranging it and it seems everything is right. That is how limitation works. In case you don't know it, I'm describing it. In case you are badly with it, I'm trying to let you understand how it shows up quickly because of time. You are experiencing limitations when there are barriers and barricades on your way to progress. You are being limited if it seems you have invisible rope around your waist which controls and regulates you. Am I being limited? Quickly, I want to say seven things about limitations. Why are people limited? In a few minutes, I'm going to tell you this. Limitations have sources. There are certain limitations and they come from certain sources. The source we are going to deal today with is the one that comes from you. You limit yourself. Unfortunately, you never plan to do that, but that's what happens. I'm going to tell you how you limit yourself. You see, the messages I'm preaching now, God told me this. Years ago, these are not messages that God gave me to preach. They are messages he gave me to develop myself with. But at the end of last year, God said, listen to me, the messages I gave you to develop you with, which has worked for you, 
and has produced the kind of person you are, I give you liberty to begin to share them. I give you liberty. These are not messages that when they say, come and preach, I preach. No, no, no. I was looking at some, some of my notes along this 1981, 1983. These are things that I feed on. Because when I'm on my own on Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, I'm not just preparing to come and preach. No. I'm feeding my soul with. I'm restoring my soul. I'm saving my soul. Like I said in the first service. I'm working on myself. So that I can walk with God and God can walk through me easily. Like I preached a message years ago, how to make things easier for God. The way to make things easier for God is for you to be the best person God wants you to be. Seven things about limitations. Number one, limitations is no respect of persons. Every one of us is vulnerable to it. I have struggled with it in my life and ministry. There was a time my relationship with my wife was a limitation on ministry. When this ministry started, listen to this. We were in my house and we will fellowship and all that. My wife would be sleeping in the bedroom. And she will come. This young man, as you like this. Passing in the middle of us. She will do it about 15 times. In the beginning, those young boys and girls were looking at each other. So I called them and I said, feel She will just go. She's not taking anything from the kitchen. I used to say, ah, Jesus. One day I begged her, I said, why you always say, what? Said, ah, in my house. Me and lady, man. In my house. Binusha, binusha. She will come. Then she will go to the kitchen and take one cup of water and stand at the door and be drinking. That same woman you are looking at. And then she again. So we now decided whatever we want to see that we create a path for her. And two, Banija, Jonka, you kill her, say. Well, remember, Chapel started for those of you who are here. She used to sit in the congregation. I mean, I really remember that. She sits in the congregation. Killing Jabba. And at times, I want to go to church in the morning. Those days, said, Niji ready. Motosaku, lad, they Motosaku. OY8405Y. Oh, ready, kidding, kidding, shaking, lucky, won't be on it. No, don't worry. So at the end of the day, I said, I'm telling you. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Why For some of you who may be going through such, you won't tell anybody. Oh, shaman, I'm going to pray. People don't know that. <laughs> It's part of John Wesley never prayed to go into the ministry. He had a bad wife. And it was when he was praying that God would give him breakthrough over his wife's behavior that God called him to the ministry. And then the wife also got called. 
Voilà, de. So along the line, that was what I had to battle with. It does not respect anybody. Apostle Paul was limited. First Thessalonians 2.18 He said, I, even I, Paul, was hindered from coming to you. So I was limited. Something obstructed me. Romans 15.22 He said, I was hindered from coming to you. First Corinthians 16.9 He says, a door effectual was opened unto me. He said, but there were many adversaries. Many adversaries. It's no respect of person, limitation. Forget it. Your business is being limited. So what? Other people's business have been limited. Number two thing. Many examples of individuals are bound in the word of God who we are limited. Blind Bartimaeus was limited. He was limited to begging because he was born blind. There was a man born crippled in John 9. Born, born blind. He was limited. Our bats have a way of even limiting us. I'm coming to that in a minute. Abraham was limited by barrenness. There are families now who are waiting on God for their first child. By the time they are 50, almost a German woman. I saw a man recently, 62 years old. The first child, three years old. Limitations. In the Bible, look at them. A man sick for 38 years. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Are there no physicians there? Since the days of the Old Testament, were there no prophets that have gifts of healings? Why does it have to be in John 6 when Jesus came? That the man was experiencing healing. Several people. Saul was limited by envy and jealousy. You know what? Some of you envy people. You are just allowing the force of limitation to hold you back. To hold your destiny back. Release them. Uh, we're not forgiving. Uh, oh, feel it. Oh, feel it. Saul was limited. He was the first king of Israel. He died like, like an animal. Samson was limited. Pride of life. The parents says, don't marry this one. And will be any one I married Latin. She pleased me well. Get her for me. Only any chio come in And tell her young girl, kidding you. She went my bagwele. Tell her no bagwele. I've been involved in some wedding issues. Where the man said, Do I feel me? She went my bagwele. The woman with an issue of blood, 12 years, seeking healing. When you are sick and you are looking for healing, that's a limitation on your destiny. 
There were people who were looking for kill. From various maladies and various issues. And those things have put their full stop on their progress towards destiny. This is not of God. Exodus 15, 26 says, And the Lord that healed thee. Number three thing you need to know about limitation. Limitation can be personal or it can be a family thing. Your entire family can be limited. And at times it will not be your entire family. It may just be you in the family. At times it will not be you. It may be the girls. At times it may not be, it may be the boys. At times it may not be, it may be the firstborn or the lastborn. Limitation can be personal, can be family, and can be generational. From generation to generation to generation to generation can be limited. One of my minister's friends told me this, that in their generation, as long as he can remember, there is not a single person in 120 years who at the age of between 45 and 49 did not divorce. That is generational. He said, look, my father, my grandfather, they all married, but they never died married. He said it's a generational thing. And at times it could just be your own family. At times it could just be you. But you see, that's limitation and the way it operates. You see, many of us are not sensitive enough to know something is wrong. There are certain assumptions. Oh, tebi ayato. It may not be. Oh, it may not be, because it could be family. It could be generational. It goes deeper than that. If you look at the Bible, you see certain generations that suffered from limitation. The Bible said, "The seed of evildoers will not be renowned." Lobatan. The seed of evildoers. There is a family I know in Offer. All their women die when they are about to give children. About to give birth to their second child. Not the first one, the first one. Second, all the women in that family die. The best of hospitals go to US, die. Go to UK, die. Go to Germany, die. So it can be individual. It can be family, it can be generational. Number four thing I want to say about limitations, limitations will not just disappear. It will remain and truncate your destiny. That is why it is there. It will not just disappear. So don't wish it away. Don't pretend. Because some of you are pretending. Oh, it will be okay. Ironio. I was in the occult. One of the ways that the occult will put you to sleep is for you to assume that that thing will expire. Let me say this to you. It is always renewed. Or if I leave Nigeria and I go to Japan, it will disappear. <clears throat> In the realm of demonic forces, they have a network. There is no place you go to in the world that are no witches there. They will just change your file. Fire from Nigeria to America. I'm telling you. The past is a relay. It's a network. 
When I was in Yoko, there was no city in Nigeria. There was no place in Nigeria. There was no church in Nigeria that I went to that I did not see an occultic person there. And I know them and they know me. Agidi Malaja. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Let me forget that one. Agidi Malaja. If you get there, there are ways you communicate. Even if you go to a court like this, if the judge is a court member or a court member, you know. You can never go to prison in front of him. He would rather pretend to be sick and not come to court again than jail you. That's why some of those days before, if you go to a policeman as in the court, you can your man learn your darkest you and refile him out. It is a network, it's a connection. They support and reinforce each other. It does not disappear. Travel. 1,000 years. 5,000 years. It does not disappear. It's there. It will still be there. See some things in mothers. You see them in their daughter. Mothers never had a good marriage. Daughters don't have a good marriage. It's not an accident. It's not. transferring. I know three women that had cancer on the same spot. The grandmother had cancer on the breast. The, son, the daughter had cancer on the breast. The daughters, I'm talking to you, had cancer on the same spot. The same spot. The same way it started then was the same way it's starting now. Limitation to destroy destiny. That's what it is for. It will never disappear on its own. It will not just go away. If you keep quiet, it won't go. If you wish it away, it won't go. It won't go. It will be there. Waiting for a time to kick in. Number five. No, number four. Is it number four? No, it can't be number five. It's number four. Oh, is it number four anymore? Oh, that man, Queen Meiji. What I have that I've given you here is there's no respect of persons. Many examples of individual are bound in the word of God. Limitation can be personal and family. Number four, number four, limitation will not just, dis- oh, that's number four, Abby. Okay, Moshi, number Number five. While certain expressions of limitation are obvious and can easily be seen, others can only be, can only be discovered by close self-examination or diagnosis. Ask doctors. There are certain sicknesses, they are very obvious. When they see you like this, they say, ah, this is obvious. But there are certain ones that until you are examined and there is a diagnosis, it can never be seen. Then let me add to this number five. There are certain limitations that you can see. But there are certain limitations you will never see. It takes others to see it. It takes other people to see it. 
That is why you need people in your life who are sensitive. People in your life that are sensitive. Sensitive. Who can see that something is not right here. Something is not right here. At times I go to some wedding and I know something is not right here. I went to the wedding of one of our friends. He's not a Christian, all of that. And I just knew something was wrong. He's the son that is, he's the boy that is. I told the father, I said, her congratulations on the wedding. He said, bad brother, I'm a bad brother. But I said this. Looked at him in the face. Morning, there is something that is wrong with that woman. Today, a woman here. Something is not right. Ah, hold you. I'm a top of what be there. I'm a Tony Leoka. I'm a Tony Babbon in Walong. I'm a Tony Singesu. When you listen to me, something I told you, he couldn't see. There are certain times you are so close to it, you won't see it. Some of us have enemies, we call them friends. It's my friend, it's my friend. When people with serious spiritual antenna come, zzz, I told him, I said, something is not right here. After marrying for six months, they discovered that they, she had two children. Only one godly money, godly. Off you bone, come on, Lenny. Off you bone, Lenny. Look at your name as a kilombo. Some people say, Pow, to bone bone, come on, to Paduma, kilombo. Your capucha kataya. Some people it can be easy to see, but some diagnosis. By the time they finish their story, who can make new And some the person with the limitation will see it, but the other person will not see it. And at times the person who has the problem will see it. It is the person with that. That is why you tell people, I sorrow, I sorrow, I sorrow. I sorrow, I sorrow, I sorrow. Blessed are friends who are candid with their friends. So, call a spade a spade. Most of the spiritual, Ola wants spiritual orientation. So, what then they will orientation? Kill orient him. Orientation. You see, I don't bother. I tell people, this is not your husband. This is not straight. And you know what? I'm not bothered if you believe me or not. You know what? Oh, believe me, Benyinani. When she had the... For two different men. But what you this What you do to To slim, buruku. To love I want to jam. Li loi, bo. So, li loi. loi. Why people live limited lives? There is a war over their destiny. There is a battle for your future. There is a battle for that blueprint of God. 
Number six, living a limited life is an injustice to yourself. It's an injustice to God who created you, who wants you to be unlimited. Living a limited life is an injustice to your society, the society where you are, because your society is supposed to gain from what and who you are. It's an injustice to others in your life. It's an injustice to the church of Jesus Christ. It's an injustice to your local church. Anybody who is living a limited life, you are unjust. You are, it's an injustice to yourself. You are living it and you are living it and you are living it. It's an injustice. It's also an injustice to God because God is unlimited and he wants to live an unlimited life. It's an injustice to people in your life because what you are supposed to be to them, you can't be because you are limited. And you are limited. Whenever they come to you for assistance, they don't find help. It's an injustice to them. It's an injustice to the body of Christ. The body of Christ is supposed to derive some pleasures from you. From your businesses. By paying heavy tight. It's an injustice to the local church. If you are living an un, uh, a limited life, you are cheating us. Because your membership of this church is supposed to help us. But you are limited. Look at the life you are living. Look at the life you are living. You are depriving us of your usefulness. What you will have made available to the church is not being given to the church because you are living a limited life. Look, 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 look. What was it? What was it say? Every time, excuse me. Umbora, look at it. Not a lot of wealth, Fanta face, Coca-Cola leg. It's an injustice. You're just living life anyhow. God brought you here to add value. He brought you here to be a blessing, not a burden. For those who know you, who you are supposed to be to them, you are not. Because your life is not having a full expression. Your potential is not fully explored. It's an injustice. At times it aches me. When I have people in my life that are impotent. I was talking to one man. I've known him now for 30 years. We had deleted number. I told him, I said, we want to go on TV and all that in London. So what will you do? Bye-bye. Money 30 years. I said it before I knew I said it. I said, in 30 years. 30 more. 5,000 naira. Look, 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 I don't want to have burden like that. I went in this prayer. I said, Baba, I'm going to interview pray. My dad, do You love it. You win interview. Number seven, living a limited life isn't something that anyone choose. But if we don't work conscientiously to remove the limitation, 
they will remain. It's not a palatable state. It's not what anybody choose, but you need to work to remove it. Let me say this to you. You need to do something about it. Some wives need to send out their husband. Go and work on it. Some husbands need to send their wives. Go and work on it. Some parents need to send their children. Go and work on it. I watched a film recently. It was very funny. A son called his father. He said, Father, why are we poor in this family? And the father explained and said, It's because his father is poor. He said, He said, Okay. Your father is poor and you are poor. So if I use you for money rituals, I think I will be rich. So I will stop the poverty line. It is not what you choose, but you need to do more than what you are doing. You need to do more than what you are doing. You are not, you are not stretching as far as you need to stretch. You are not making as much demand as you need to make. You are not pushing it to the limit. I know what it is that I have to work for in my own family. I went to great extent. I went to study the genealogy of my father, my father's father, father, father. I had to go and study it. Many of you don't know, but you need to go back home and ask questions. Why are we like this? Why is it that we never have peace one day in this home? There is a destiny. Let me say this to you. The destiny of every creature of God is a good one. It is the limitations that make it turn out the way it is. God is not the author of evil. Only good is God. Thou art good, Psalm 119 verse 68. Thou art good and doeth good. That's the only thing God is. God is good. We sing and shout. He's God is good. We celebrate God. That is who God is. God has not ordained us to perdition, but salvation by Jesus Christ. The way things are now should not be allowed to continue. Your father manage, you're managing. Look at your children. I was talking to somebody yesterday. A very poor man whose father was poor. Obi Mamejila. What you put down? Everybody tried to give the children to me. I want to get enough. I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. I want the man is sick now, nigh to death. Do things responsibly. Well, a guy, 
Lawo kun to de mo die o. The two children you have won feed dada o to the ki awo tun lo o si rele. A woman had to bring the husband to be in London. Hey, Bamba, we all. He said, there is no time in our house. We eat three square meals. Otodi, ni wala liana. Mloma o. Kuji mo se un tito. Kula ba opa me. And I had to tell him, kilo de. I go, ah. Mwa wwa looked at him. Mato to be wazi. Kukara kwa kakboru kwa kakboru kwa kakboru. Money, if you drive this kind of car, you look out of the way. Number eight, we'll try this message up in a minute. In order to be able to remove limitations, we need to know where they are from. There are about seven sources of limitation, but we are going to consider only one. Limitations that come from us. Limitations that come from you. Why do people live limited lives? They live limited lives because they, one way or the other, by the things they do, the commitment they have, have chosen that kind of a life. Let me tell some things, let me tell you some things about yourself that can make you live limited life. Or that is making you live the kind of life you are living right now. I was thinking about it yesterday and I said to myself, I said, I thank you, Lord God, that you taught me this thing when I was starting out my Christian life. When I became 32 years in Christ, I went to the Pawai drinking parlor. We used to drink in Ofa. 32 years. God just said, go back to the place where you used to drink. Liberty Stadium and the Pawai joints. That's And the Ugogoro joints. So I went there. I saw something that made me not to be able to sleep for three days. There are people that I used to drink with two years ago who are still there. When I went to the Pawai place especially, I saw this man. When he saw me, he shouted my name. My old name. We are for a man being Christ, a new creature. All things are passed away, including name. God has given me a name which the mouth of the Lord has named. <laughs> the man shouted my name. I couldn't recognize him. Here. He said, ah, can't you remember me? The man was not wearing a vest. He was wearing a bubba. He was wearing an agbada on his body. Bobuenyi, what do you think? Ola loma ye go to fi yin shiki bobuenyi to kanda. He was wearing bathroom slippers. Ah, so I looked at him and said, "Do I call him down and say, 'Emini ye, ah, o wambi ba yo digbi.'" And God said to me, if it had not been for my grace, that is you. There are certain decisions you must take this year to break the power of limitation. I wish I had more time to teach on that, other sources of limitation, and how to break each of the powers. But at least if you know a few of them, 
I went to the Google place. The mama that was selling it was dead. She was a witch. In those days, when we go there to drink, any day she kills a chicken, it means she has killed somebody. The daughter, who was a little girl, was selling it. So I asked her, did you have to sell this? Ah, only one magbe for me ni ati tibi. Ogbe tibi fun e kilo to ogba. Oloru ko me lo n fi se lati bere ajaloje tibi o. I looked at her and I got I remember God said that will have been your daughter if you did not make the decisions you made. Destiny aborted selling ogogoro illiterate didn't go to school. I follow you probably five. Look at your neighbor and say, Are you playing with fire? Destiny. There is a battle over that destiny. There is a war over it. You see, we don't live in conscious of war. Now, in this generation, people are not familiar with spiritual warfare. The weapon of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Quickly, seven ways. I will just mention them. I can't teach it deeply anymore, but I will say enough. The first thing that makes you be a source of limiting yourself. When you have not discovered the purpose of your existence. When you have not discovered the purpose of your existence. Let me say this to you. There is a reason in the mind of God for making you. There is a reason why you are alive. There is a reason why you've gone through the experiences you have gone through. Let me say this to you. Unless... The purpose of your existence is what you are living for. Your life will be limited from beginning to the end. You can never become what God purposed you to be if you are not living for that. I lived in a house where I lived with three children of this woman who happened to be my father's junior sister. And there are three boys there. This one is very affluent in offer. She's got houses, she's got money, she's got everything. And I was like a house boy. To these boys who are there, who are hound children, there were many things that she taught me to do, just like many things you are teaching your house girl to do that you're not teaching your daughter. Many house girls eventually become better wives than our daughters. Why? We teach them to cook. We teach them to wash. We teach them to walk, wake up early. But your own daughter is not taught the same thing. These house girls grow up and leave your house, get married, have stable homes. Your own daughters cannot wash clothes, cannot do anything. To Bate, Maria, out back to send Daniel. This woman will make me go through all manner of things. She will curse me. She will sell manner of things. 
Today she's dead. All those three boys, two of them became mad before they died. The only one who did not become mad said he, was go- he became a Christian and for a long time don't heard from him. The last time I saw him, he came here. He was on drugs, cocaine. All the teachers were decayed. I said, you are called his name? He said, yes. He said, what? The lessons that her mother taught me to work hard, the punishment she gave me developed me. It developed my, my ability and strength to fight through everything. But our children were spoiled. I remember one of the lessons she taught me and said, Only in Katolukaluk Washilaye, you want your Omodoluashi. That was me. And I said, What did I do to come and do Omodo? But you see, at least I got the A part. You see, what is your purpose for living? If you don't discover it, your whatever you do will be limited. Point number one. That is the first way where people live. There is no real reason. You are just there. You are just there. You know something I discovered in the learning? Many of you boys and girls, you go to shop right, you hang around. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Every time I go to that place, I see a lot of them. Kinawa on I told one young but Marie Major. My darling, I love you. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I want to fish your coma gay. Oh, what me? I lost his and I said ah. <laughs> the first thing look at your neighbor and say what's your purpose in life say where are you going what do you have who are you who are you don't be a woman who rely on a man have your own niche. Be your own person. Don't make a man a crowd. Number two. Why some people live? Why uh, some people live limited lives is imitation. God designed us to be somebody, not to be someone else. There is no one else like you. And therefore, I do not accept to be someone else. This is the bane of some people today. Imitation. Wanting to be like. 
wanting to be like Americans. I was talking to a young man who passes in America. He sent me a video last week. He was whooping. Oh, yeah, I said, I told him, I said, look, you have a good message. My budget will package, you know. But you know, package, 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 package. Oh, what's so true? Mono, but what's so true? But don't you want to? Kill the lady, this is a distraction. Ha, 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 hey, ha, ha, high five. Ha, kill the lady. I want to one, I want to go to Banya. Imitation. There's only one person that is what being like Jesus. Period. You will live a limited life. If you listen, if you want to be like me, you cannot be me. So you still be limited. But if you want to be like who God made you to be, you will be limitless. Lift up your hand and say, I am limitless. Say I am limitless. Say I am limitless. Say I am limitless. That person you want to be like is already the original. You can't be him. So be yourself. Imitation. That's what I spoiled the Nigerian market. So original, you don't imitation. Stop being like someone else. Stop. Just be you. Talk like you. I was talking to one girl recently. I wanna, I wanna got So what America really? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna jump out. What else are you doing? She said, "Well, carrying that thing, I'm going to school. 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 I'm going your expression does not have to be compared to an American. No. Who told you that? Who told you they are the best? Before God. Who told you that one minister or the other minister? It, look, let me say it to you. Hear me properly. You know what? All of you are expected to be better than me. If you don't know it. Must you what you mean like we? I was thinking today, I said. All of you are supposed to see yourself that with the plan of God and the destiny, it is that you're supposed to be better than me. That is God's plan. Not that you're going to be less than me. No, no, no. You can look at me as a standard and kick, kick start your journey to destiny. But you have a destiny that is bigger. My father traveled to UK only one time to go and do diploma in rural science. And he went by boat. My father did not fly once. And the first time he went there for 14 days, he talked about it like he was going every day. So I asked him, how can, in the day when you read Diploma in Rural Science, don't they read mercy? He said, yes. Why did you read Diploma in Rural Science? He said, the only thing is, you don't read it. And I thank God I didn't read the Diploma. And if I read it, it was not in Rural Science. That's what he did. I was so angry with him. He said, after all, I brought a name for you, George. 
He said, so I went there. He said, you go and live there. So I'm happy I surpassed him. You will surpass me. You will do better than I've done. You will go beyond. You will go over. You will advance. You will conquer. You will increase. You will enlarge. In the name of Jesus. What took me 27 years will take you 10 years. What took me 30 years will take you 15 years. Receive the grace for that. Receive the grace for that. One of our members traveled overseas. Eight of them traveled. Eight. And they bought tickets. When I was his age, I can't travel even my own alone. Not talk about buying tickets for eight people. Number three. Another thing that limits us and make us live limited life, laziness. We have a generation of lazy people. Lazy louts. What does it mean to be lazy? It means to dislike or avoid hard work. It means to encourage inactivity or complacency. Proverbs 10 4, he becometh poor that dealer with his slack hand. The hand of the diligent shall be a rule. Most young men are spiritually lazy and physically lazy. Or lefajo. Lazy. When I went to the university, I never begged anybody for anything. I worked and labored hard to send myself to school. My father died when I was 15. Ordinary jump from 3,500, you are begging for it. Well, you can walk. I did biricofe, carrying pom pom. That was why my boldness started very early. Cement, bag of cement. 16, 17, I was carrying two bags. You didn't remember my You be, be perfect, you're my. And I would walk like that, walk like that, walk like that, walk like that. And that was how I went, sent myself to school. But today, most of them don't want to do anything. Someone came to me, a young man. He said, Baba, Efumene, Samsung Galaxy 6. Mundi Timbala, Jumi, Muti Dibai. Timbala, Tobawa, Mashele, Shio. If you want that, go work for it. There are four ways you can have anything. Number one, you inherit it. Number two, you work for it. Number three, you steal it. Number four, you inherit it. It didn't say you should beg for it. I preached that years ago. Many, many times, you don't want to work hard. Pastors don't want to work hard. They want microphone messages they can microwave. But it's not just not wanting to work hard spiritually, but even physically they don't want to work hard. You don't want to follow up. You don't want to evangelize. You don't want to wait on God. You don't want to wait on people. You don't, you don't want to work hard. That's why you live limited lives. The whole world is open to you. 
If you can walk with your hand, the things that are good. He said, let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him walk with his hand, the things that are good. That he may have. If you walk with your hand, God said, I will bless the works of your hand. He did not say, I will bless your begging. One boy came to church one day. He gave an offering of five naira, and at the end of the day, he wanted to collect 20 naira. So I said, what happened? I said, how much offering did you give? He said, five. I said, how much do you need? I said, 20 naira. I said, how come? He said, the offering I've gone, given, have gone into the soil. It has multiplied. Good measure, pressed, and it together and running over. I said, what happened? He came to me some other time. He said, I want 1,500. I said, tomorrow, we are doing so and so in this place. Every labor will be given 1,500. Come. The next day, I didn't see the person. Then in church on Sunday, he came with glasses. <laughs> I stood in my front. What? I found you, Baba. He don't want to walk. There is work. How many of you know there is work? We just started a farm. Ask Daya Gawati. He's been a wonderful brother. Please let me give him a big hand. If you want farm work, that's why those people who, who come and say, Daddy, just give us a job, we always try to create a job for them. And when they want to resume university, if the money they have been able to save is not enough, we add to it. We know they have done their best. I'm not supposed to be servicing a lazy person. No, I am not a lazy person if you know me. I work hard and I work well. I never slept a wink since I woke up 8 a.m. yesterday morning till 5 a.m. this morning. That's the kind of person I am. I work very hard. There is no day except when I'm sick or tired somehow that I sleep before 3 o'clock. That is the... There, look, there is dignity in labor. Walk with your hand, go bless it. Deuteronomy 14, 29, Deuteronomy 15, 18. He said the Lord will bless the works of your hand. When you lay your hands on the plow, God blesses the work. God does not bless beggars. Everything, you are begging for it. Begging for school fees. Begging for jump form. Begging for accommodation. Begging for food. Why will you have to live that kind of life? That is a limited life. It's a disgrace to grace to live like that. I know a man who does not give his children money just like that. You have to wash his car. You must justify it. Laziness. Unnecessary laziness. Not wanting to do anything. And this is why you are living that kind of life. Limited life. A beggar's life, a burden. You have made yourself into a, 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 an invalid in the church, a handicap. And that's not the spirit of church life. There are so many things to do in this church. You don't volunteer. You don't come here on your day off when we say we should come for cleaning. You will not come. Oh, I will jump for one day. I said, don't work. Look at me. Someone said, why are you done like that? 
Because I know that if you continue like this, this is how you are going to be begging for rent. This is how you are going to be begging for money to fuel your car. I told one man, I said, if you have a car that you cannot fuel from your salary, it means that you use your extra time to do some other things. Only be kidding. I Before, gather people's clothes and wash it. There's dignity in labor. There are many things you can do with your hand. Think about something you can come up with and do. Is it number four now? The fourth reason why we live limited lives is ignorance. There are certain things we ought to know. God is a God of knowledge. Many of us don't know many things. You're always on your phone and Facebook, Instagram, always watching the gossips. This is the information age. I'm always learning about many things. I'm learning about pharmacy. The pharmacists in the church will tell you that I'm always asking them questions. The engineers, the doctors, Yesterday, I was still picking Professor Bolaji's brain about something. I'm always learning. I'm always reading. I read international news to keep abreast of the facts. I read financial news. I read sports news. I am always learning. Ignorance, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. There are certain courses that you should not go to the university to go and read. BA is the philosophy. BA philosophy. Secretary. Even if you do BA French, BA German, there are so many things you can do with that. There are many courses some people go to the university and then you say you're unemployed. Why will you be unemployed? Your life will be limited because you didn't research the course well enough before going for them. Look into it. Information technology is one of the hottest things. Banking and finance is no longer what it used to be. Working in the oil industry is no longer what it used to be. One of the hottest things now is IT, especially IT security. You don't need to go to university to get certifications for those things. The generation which we are, I was thinking, I said, if only I was not a minister of the gospel, I would have turned myself into a guru. Because I know so much. When you travel to other countries, you are exposed to other cultures. You get to know a lot. Recently, we were discussing about basketball in London with Faith. Faith thinks that he knows every basketballer. So we started discussing, I started mentioning names. Back 10 years, yeah, Daddy! He said, I thought I was an authority. A greater than authority is here. He said, you know all these things? You started mentioning their names? I said, yes. Because Why? I am drinking of the river of knowledge. Proverbs 11:9. Through knowledge, the righteous shall be delivered. Ignorance. Proverbs 19, verse 2. That the soul should be without knowledge is not good. Spiritually, there are certain things to know. Physically, materially, there are certain things to know. Don't live in this world and be ignorant because you will not live a good life. You will not live a good life. I've researched all the universities in this country. I keep abreast of all the information about most of the universities. 
I call our pastor in effect. I say, so and so who has just been a, a, appointed as acting vice chancellor. I say, I know him. He used to be. He said, ah, but how do you know that? He doesn't know that I'm keeping abreast of the facts. I have to keep abreast of the facts. So that is important. There are certain things you should spend your time and energy on. You face book instead of facing your book. There are certain things. That's why our lives are like this. We are lazy. And when we are not lazy, we don't know what we need to know. And we 21 postings. guy. 21 wall. Hello, no one for Hey, money, 18,000 followers. So, what do you want to do? A million 18,000 followers. A million in the bank. You want 18,000. A million six. Tanama bank, you know, in the Valure. You spend your energy on that which is not food. You need to change these things, or else you will keep living a limited life. And it's going to be an injustice to your children. That when you have the time to be a better person, you never chose it. When you had the opportunity to do what was right for yourself, you never decided it. There are people today who are living in regret because they wasted their yesterday. May it not be that that will ever happen to you in Jesus' name. May you redeem the time in the name of Jesus. May you harness your opportunity in the name of Jesus. I'm closing. Another thing, listen to this, that makes people live limited life is that the goals that they set are too low to stimulate their lives for higher achievement. Many university students don't go into the university to make a first class. And that is why you see them settling on 2-2. Your goals are too low. The goals of some businessmen are too low. Your career goals are too low. You are not striving for the top. If you aim for the moon, if you aim for the sun, and you hit the moon, is okay. Goals are too low. I always ask some of our students, draw new, draw. Look at, you are aiming for draw, 200 level, you are aiming for draw. That was what Sudan did yesterday and defeated Nigeria. In Nigeria here. How many of you know that? I was, you see, I keep abreast of the facts. Ordinary football, I saw, I watched, I read the news. I have articles, I have notifications that come to me. All I just do is just scan through. How many minutes does it take me? In one and a half hours, I've covered the whole world. I hit all the news about everything. I have an idea what's going on. I'm not ignorant. I spend time in the world, but I also spend time in all these things. I'm up to date. Your goals are too low. When I got saved at the age of 23, I told somebody, I said, by the time I'm 30, I will be a millionaire. He said, ah! I got saved at the age of 23. I was still a lecturer. When I became a millionaire, I was still working for the government.
I gave my life to Christ at the age of 80. I mean, 1980. 87, I was still a lecturer in Kuala I was a millionaire. How did that happen? If you want to learn the secret, you will have to pay for it. I got into several activities. I started selling and buying many things. In this learning, I was farming granite. I was farming. I went into farming big time. I connected with people who knew how to do things. I was still a lecturer in the University of Seven years after I gave my life to Christ. I said, I said, seven years development plan. By the time I'm 30, I'll be a millionaire. I was telling Faith recently. We sat down, we were talking. I said, by the time I was your age, Motibi Mata. Motibi Mata. By the time I no. I said, do you have one million in your country? I don't When I was your age, I was a lecturer. I wasn't in business, but I was a millionaire. So it never came because of ministry. It came because of wisdom. It came because of proper articulation of one's lifestyle based on sound Christian ethics. Seven principles of financial discipline. If you want to be financially free, I have seven principles. I teach it all over the world. When you pay me for it, I will teach it here. I know I'm, you know I'm joking. What I'm saying is, those principles will work for you no matter where you work or what you do. When I was living in Kwarapoli, I told them, I said, I'm going. They said, I will give you six months, you come back. They have waited forever. Even the money I converted to cooperative was 2.5 million. I didn't go there to collect it. They were begging me. I told them, I said, Eshia, Ekwin. Shaha, Kakwin, Kosekwin. Eya, Fileme. He cooperated with Bela. Goals are too low. When I enter university of but I said it fasting. I will make first class in this place. I was still a non-believer. I didn't eventually make first class, but my average was 69.4.6 left. And it's because those lecturers don't like me. You know, okay. <laughs> you know the excuse that all of us give. Oh, like me. Even your tutu is weak, 52%. When you get there, the top, that's what you reach for. Don't settle for small plans. Several years ago, I went to visit Oral Roberts in Oral Roberts University. He had a small plaque on his table, and it says this make Draw small plans here. So I asked him, why? He said, small plans don't have the capacity to stimulate people to do their best. Your plans are too small. One of our pastors said, How many people are you expecting to come to church this year? Is it 10? Eloti church, you. Abika change your Eloti church, Abika change your 10 people. Not serious. Your goals are too low. What you want to do, they are too low. They, they don't have the ability to stimulate you. Every year I have my financial goals. Every year I have my Bible study goals. Every year I have my message number goals. Every year I'm powered by goals. And the goals are usually very high. I 
I met a man some time ago. At the age of 42, he has retired. He wasn't working again. He said, I told myself, when I'm 42, I will retire. Working for somebody at the age of 65 is a disgrace. Begin to have an exit strategy to define your destiny. Don't walk there until they retire you. Retire yourself. Choose retirement. Don't let it be forced on you. Don't let it be. You don't visit the person and stay with him until they say, Bobo, should I tell you a Bobo, rest it Bobo, what it You don't have to stay for that long. How many have I given you, Gary? Oh, eat it Number six, another thing that makes people to live a limited life misplace priority. As a youth, there are certain things that should be your priority. God values over worldly values. Investing in yourself so that you can be a better person is, best in, is better than investing in things. Investing in things. Raphon, Tomah, Raipad. Invest in yourself. Do a seminar. Do a certification online. Cisco, Microsoft. Do a certification online. Improve yourself. Your priorities are misplaced. The kind of people you should work with are not the kind of people you are working with. You should work with people that provoke you to do more. You should not work in the castle of the godless, stand in the way of sinners. You should work with people that inspire you to do more. People who are on their way to destiny. People whose lives are a challenge. Those are the people you need to... Iron! Sharpen it, iron. When iron works with wood, it becomes blunt. But you need iron. You need people who are iron. Friends that will make you sharper. Friends that will make you love God more. Friends that will make you fast. Friends that will make you pray. I used to have so many friends in those days when I was still alive. At times, some of them would pray for three hours in tongues. We called it in those days, tonguing. How many of you know tonguing? Tonguing with just tongue. When we see like this, like a tongue. We just tongue, 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 tongue. Speaking in tongue. Three hours. And by the time we finish, okay, God bless you everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow. Those are the people you need. Put value on the people you need. Not just on the people who you have. It aches me when I see the kind of people some people are working with and they say they are on their way to destiny. Those people you are working with are not going anywhere. You know what we call them in the are in those days? NFA. No future ambition. Lay about. Work about. In the early days of this ministry, we used to have a song for them. Walking around, busy doing nothing. Everywhere they go, sister, brother, 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 walking around, busy doing nothing. My brother, sister, what are you doing? Walking around, walking around, busy doing nothing. 
You don't need such people. You don't need friends like that. You need friends who will say, I hope I meet you praying. I hope I meet you fasting. Friends that will be fasting and help you to fast. Not friends that will say, I fast here. You are what you are looking at. I don't need such people. People who call me away from God's presence. People who don't switch up their phone in services. People who are texting when messages were going on. Before I came here, I was, I was talking to a pastor in London. And I asked him, didn't you go to church? So they say, I'm in church. Money, and you are texting. He said, we are doing everything. He said, I'm multitasking. How can somebody concentrate? when they, The Bible says, one thing about this that will I seek after. You can't multitask. I told him, I said, don't let it be that I'm the one who is... I thought you were not going, you are either between services. I said, no, I'm in the church. In fact, the pastor is preaching now. And he's, he's sitting in front, texting me. Baba, don't text me, Baba. I don't bring my phone to church. I don't. I don't. Anywhere I'm going, I don't take my phone to church. It stays in the hotel. It stays in the house. Because when I go to God's presence, no distraction. So when you come to church, chewing like a cow. You can't go to Obama's presidential villa and be chewing like a cow like that. This is God's house. I Chewing in God's presence? No. No respect. That's lack of respect. You can't talk to Abdul Fatai. And between gum, you can't. You can't do that. Okay, I'll say it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're focused. Keep on learning. You're not going to be there. When you're in the presence of greatness, you learn how to appreciate greatness. You're in God's house, you're texting, you're in God's house, you're, you're sleeping. On some one, you just look at your name and say, Jay! On to win, Bolotini to win. Boss about to win, you're telling, 20, oh yeah, that's in law. What did you know? Till law. Till law. Oh no, you join one. He said, let us not all sleep like others do. First, there's a little five, six, or five, seven. Let us watch and be sober. Number seven, I've given you everything. And you pass my Lord, sorry, will. I preached a message here. One month, my son in a bed. Before I knew it, I turned into a book and wrote in front that I should write preface. So I said, I remember in 1984 when I preached this series of messages for the first time. Oh, dear, Baba, me left you see my print away. Oh, Lenion. Oh, Lenion. <laughs> the last thing that makes people live, live their life, sin. Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalt, sin is a reproach. Jeremiah 5, 28. He said, your sins and your iniquities will withhold good things from you. Let me say this to you. Sin is a destiny destroyer. It's a potential stealer. He stole the potential of Samson. Sold the potential of David. 
it must be put where it belongs. Why do people live limited lives? At times, you are your greatest enemy, just like you can be your greatest friend. Let me say this. 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you'll be somewhere as a result of your potential. Will you be regretting that had I known I would have inculcated and implemented those points or will you be saying, I thank God I listened that day. There is nothing here in a message but the doing of it. Psalm 19 verse 40, 11. By God's word, his servants are warned and in the doing of it, there is a great reward. The reward does not come from hearing it. The reward comes from doing it. Like I told you, this message is not a message that I preach. It's a message for my life. God told me last year I should begin to share this. They are the things that have helped me personally. The things that built me up. I have to go into the archives to bring them out. I have two different kind of notes. The one I travel with, the one I don't travel with. The ones I don't travel with are the things that have made me the person I am right now. The one I travel with is out of the ones I've eaten, I'm able to deliver that one. There is a battle over your destiny. Live like you are conscious of that fact. The way some people live is like they, they are not even sure they have anything. They're not even sure. It's like there is nothing. I used to tell people this. Close your eyes at any point in that five years time and look at down the line. Where will I be? What will I have? Close your eyes and look down. Time. Ten years time. Who will I be? What will I have done? Because let me say this to you. You will never remain the person you are. You are either getting better or you are, getting, you are decaying. The choice is yours. Destiny is there. Every single day I say to myself, what is there to do in this world that we have not done? Children, houses, riches, travel. The only thing I have not done is to fulfill my destiny. And that's the most important thing. A time will come when that will be the most important thing. But if it is not the most important thing now, it can never be the most important thing then. Because you will have lost control. You will have lost control. You will have lost control. It's very easy to lose control in this world. I know many people in this church so many years ago who lost control. I see them in so many places now. While I shake my head at some of them, I nod my head at some of them. They listened to the same message, sat under the same anointing, but they did different things with it. The same sun that hardens the clay melts the wax. I am sharing from the depth of what God has helped me with. Because one thing, and I said it, and I prayed yesterday, I said, God, there, let there be nobody in ICC who becomes a little shade less than who I am. That is my prayer for you. But you can refuse my prayer for being answered. Even Jesus prayed for Peter. Did he, did he, was it answered? 
Jesus said, I pray for you that your faith fail not. Did the man fail not fail? When you don't do your own part, If you do not do your part, no matter what anybody does for you. Agbatala agbole. Bala nija. Asidele. Bara shofun. Agbala ronto kwa ole ifosho. I preach this message with a deep sense of duty and responsibility. Because many people are living limited lives. I'm telling you this. And some are not even aware of it. Kidding. That man that I told you was wearing a bottle on the body, wasn't he? We used to call him so 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 Money kill on the buy. Ah, if you want to go to Nigeria, you can go to Nigeria. Money is all over now. You can go to Toda. I need that to go but I can go to Toda. Oh, they can. All our recruitment, most of the things you can do, go there. Equal achievement. You still live in a rented apartment. You still don't have a car. You still wear bathrobe slippers in a tombo palo. I looked at him and I said, do people have a sense of value? Value your life. Value your life. Let your children call you blessed. Let your children be able to come to you and say, Daddy, we need the one millionaire. Say, you don't need the say, ah! I'm going to go to the family. How many of you want to do that for your children? Oh, ni kabama. Oju o ni tia. Oh, ni ge kaje. Oh, ya fo soke jagbadua. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the 